0: Good evening. I'm going to read from Colossians chapter 3 in just a moment. Paul's letter to the church at Colossae in chapter 3. In a moment, I'm going to read verses 23 and 24. Context. There is an emphasis in this epistle on the person and work of Jesus Christ. In fact, that might be described as the theme of the Colossian letter. The truth about Christ's deity, his authority, his sufficiency, perfectly articulated by the Holy Spirit through the writings of Paul to the church in Colossae. And you get the impression as you go through the first two chapters that this was a matter of some urgency in the vicinity of Colossae. So, should you encounter someone with doubts about who Jesus is, confusion, or their embracing error, this is an excellent part of the New Testament to locate your response to that. The person and work of Jesus Christ is perfectly articulated by the Holy Spirit in the book of Colossians. Now, like other epistles written by Paul... There comes a time when argumentation comes to a conclusion and practical instruction begins. Argumentation comes to a conclusion and the practical impact of that truth for every reader is brought to the center. And that's the case in Colossians three, twenty-three and 24. Whatever you do, Work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, for you are serving the Lord Jesus. When I was a teenager and in the early years of my preaching, in Bible classes, And in sermons, there was this chart that often appeared. Preachers used this over and over again in that era. And the graphic is not original with me, but this is a form of it that preachers and teachers used in the framework of the 60s and the 70s. And its purpose is to put into your minds the variety of responsibilities we have in our daily existence. And I decided it would be useful to dust this off and bring it up for our study tonight. So this is a circular representation of the variety of our responsibilities. And you can see that it begins with the local church. And that describes our involvement with other Christians in the setting of the local church. And this is where you would put, for example, our assembling, our collective worship, our giving, our participation, encouraging one another, our outreach in the spread of the gospel, our contact with other Christians in assemblies and the responsibilities that go along with all of that is represented with that part of the circle. Then there is our personal devotion, and that describes your private and my private personal practice of prayer, daily Bible reading, the time that you and I spend in self-examination, in self-determination about God's will. We could call that personal devotion then continuing to move around there is serving others not just other christians but individually as we serve relatives and neighbors and co-workers who have legitimate needs that we are able to respond to most of us to some level are involved in some forms of recreation and entertainment uh, movies if you can find a decent one sports with your kids and fishing and hunting and things of that nature. There is then our relationship to government. We're in the tax season, and that involves responsibilities to the government, and God has spoken about that. All of our legitimate responsibilities to civil government. Uh, Down to the matters of car registration and legal matters that we attend to. Submitting to the authority of civil government. There's another section here that might simply be called your social life. Your get-together with friends and co-workers and maybe a neighborhood barbecue or something of that nature. Finances and career we all deal with financial matters we have jobs and money to manage and family budgets all of that goes in that category and then you come back around to your family relationship this would include of course marriage and parenting and caring for family members and everything that goes with that and so this is a way not the only way but it is a way of viewing the variety of responsibilities we have in the day-to-day conduct of our lives on earth. Now, for Christians, for us, God is at the center of all that we do, everything that we do. Our primary concern in life is our commitment to God, our relationship to Him through Jesus Christ. So, as we become engaged in all of these various matters from day to day it isn't just survival it isn't pleasing the world it isn't a matter of competition with the person in the other cubicle or next door it isn't about appetite or self or worldly success fundamentally for those who've obeyed the gospel all of this is life that is In relationship first to God. Life, for us, is all about God. And that's the point of this kind of breakdown. Now, you may look at this and think of other categories, and you might word these things in a different way. Uh, But the point is to represent the variety of responsibilities that we have here on earth And for us, our responsibility to God being fundamental to how we navigate all these things. Our commitment to God navigates and impacts directly how we become engaged in all of our responsibilities here. However they might be displayed with a circle or any other way or however they might be worded or reworded. So you see that. Now, let's go back. Listen again. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Jesus. Now, I want to just park on the first three words. Whatever you do. If you have the King James, it's going to say, Whatsoever ye do. Now, applying that to our graphic representation of the various responsibilities we have, these three words cover the whole scope. They go around the whole circle. These areas of attitude and conduct. Whatsoever ye do. Whatever you do. Here's an important point of consideration. I cannot reason... I cannot reason that in the local church relationship I have obligations to God, but in all these other areas I'm on my own. No. Whatever words we might use to describe the various aspects of earthly existence, if your chart looks like this or not, in the local church setting and in all the other settings... Whatever we do. That's the scope of Colossians three twenty three and 24. It covers everything we do. Everything we think, every word we speak, every relationship we maintain. And then it says, work heartily. I'll come back to that. There is an earlier statement in Colossians chapter 3, upon which... One of our songs tonight was based back in 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything, do all in the name of the Lord. Now that's a statement of authority. Whatever we do, we must submit to divine authority. Follow the Lord's instructions. Now here in verse 23, work heartily. That means give everything you have to the task. Wherever that task is on the circle, whatever you do, whatsoever ye do, it means do it with all your might. Do your best with all your strength applied. So I cannot apply all my strength and ability in one area and then be lazy and indifferent with another responsibility. Every responsibility I have falls under my primary responsibility to God. I tell you, if something is right, and I take the time God has given me to do it, I need to apply myself fully, completely to the task, to the very best of my ability. Now, certainly we factor in priorities. Let me make that point. For instance, fishing and hunting doesn't earn the same effort as our participation in the work of the local church. So priorities govern all of this, and that's why in the representation I have God at the very center. But this verse describes a mature approach to the full range of activities and responsibilities that we have while we're here on earth. Whatever you do, work heartily. Do your best, recognizing that you're doing it for the Lord. You're doing it unto the Lord. So let's add something else to that. It says, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. I should always be thinking about my life as to the Lord. Or it says in the English Standard Version... As for the Lord. So, when I pay my taxes, I know sometimes that hurts. When I pay my taxes, when I make career decisions, family decisions, when I'm involved in some social or recreational activity, I'm mindful of my primary relationship, and that's to the Lord. Knowing not only that he's watching, but he loves me and I love him and I'm responsible to him about the way I engage my life, no matter what the activity might be. We are not servants of the Lord only in a building. We are not just relating to the Lord when we read his word or we attend a Bible class or we pray. This says in such simple terms... Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Can you name any area of life where you can act, think, or speak independent of the Lord? I'll give you a minute. I think you're finished. Can you name any area of life where you can act and think or speak independent of the Lord? We cannot. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Example. When you are on the job, it is understood that you do your best to please the boss. That has to do with reputation and paycheck and productivity. But what you do is primarily unto the Lord. As to the Lord. As a father or mother, you want your children to succeed and to be good people, and you want there to be peace in the home. But primarily as a father and mother, you are answerable to God. As a husband or wife, you want there to be a good, peaceful, joyous relationship. You want there to be agreement or unity. But primarily what you want is to please the Lord as a good husband or a good wife. If you're a child in the home, still in the years of your minority, you want to please your parents. You want there to be peace in the home, you want to be, don't want to be stuck over in the corner or have your digital device taken away for a week or be grounded. But primarily as a Christian, what you do as a child in the home is unto the Lord. If you're a banking customer or a banking clerk, a taxpayer, a tax receiver, a neighbor, this says whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord, and not for men. Why? Next verse. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. Everything in the Christian's life has an aim. Everything has an aim. And the aim is described here As the inheritance. That final divine evaluation and judgment we know will be there. We will be there. It will not just be about your church attendance, your daily Bible reading, or taking food to the needy. That final evaluation will be comprehensive. Did you take the Lord and His authority with you in every step around the circle? That final evaluation will be comprehensive. It will move through all the aspects and activities and attitudes and relationships of life on earth. While not everything requires the same level of spiritual zeal, fishing and hunting doesn't enjoy the same priority as worship. I made the point earlier. That's understood. But in all that we do, who are we? Think of it that way. In all that we do, who are we? And it's right here. It's the last phrase in verse 24. You are serving the Lord Christ. Out on a boat fishing, you're a servant of the Lord Christ. In the local church, in worship, in your giving, in your responding to needs... This says, we are servants of Christ. We will be accountable to the Lord for all of our thinking, speaking, and conduct, all the way around the circle, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. So I need to be mindful of that tomorrow, not just tonight. I need to be mindful of that every day, about every thought Every word, every relationship, every responsibility, every deed in my life. Because of Christ's death, I can come out of sin, live obedient to him, and work heartily as to the Lord. I want to read the text, then I have one more point. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. One more thing, please. What we know about all these aspects of life and responsibility, the devil knows too. What we know about everything around the circle, the devil knows very well. The devil may level an attack against us in any one of these areas. It could be in the realm of recreation or entertainment where we've made a choice that puts us in compromise. It may be in the financial career area where greed has taken hold of us. It is certain the devil wants to take us away from what is central in our lives. He wants to take us away from involvement in the local church, no doubt about that. He wants to take us away from personal devotion. But all around the circle, the devil is as aware as we are of these aspects of life. So I have to keep my guard up all the way around the circle. You have to keep your guard up in all areas of thought, speech, and life. The devil wants people to become comfortable with modern consumer religion. Where we settle into what we've always done and let our guard down. And when we let our guard down, he's there. We must keep our guard up. Because just when we think we are safe and sound... When we feel no need to keep our guard up anymore, and to work on our spiritual growth and personal devotion and discipline, temptation can enter in. So, let me and you re-examine our priorities, seek to discover and identify where our weaknesses are around the circle, where we could be subject to attack, and work heartily As to the Lord, we are servants of Christ. Let's be standing as we sing.